Okay, so I just had this video. I just woke up from this vision. I was at this place, like a foster care home. I saw my older brother, and I think I heard. I saw my sister, and I may have heard her too, but maybe saw my brother, and I don't know. I think I heard my younger brother, but I couldn't think for like two or three seconds because if I thought anything, or if I even start trying to figure stuff out and start trying to put that to my carnal mind. All I know is I saw like these braces, like these, um, they look like bike links, bike chain links. And it was in every piece and bone and every like ligament, every part, every piece of my body. And I was like, it's like I was chopped up. I was put back together. And I looked like a, a robot in a way, but I was me. But I was just like put back together with these chain links. And it was different colors and all kinds of stuff. And it was like. I saw my brother. He was the same way. He was put back together in pieces. And went from one room to the next. He was sitting in front of me. He was talking to me. And he looked okay. But something was up. I couldn't really think. Like I was still in kind of like a dream state. I knew. I couldn't believe it was real. But certain things like accurate though like I started thinking about certain things like I couldn't you know stay conscious for but for but a few seconds and then for a minute I was I was conscious for a little longer and it's like we was talking it was like the chain links they looked like they could have been a piece or part of some of my mind somewhere deep in it but with other things added and I realized like like, it's a product of my mind. And so was the foster care home. For so so many years, I wish that I was in foster care. And I don't know why I ever wished something like that. Everybody used to say, why would you even wish something like that? But I used to wish stuff like that because I used to think, man, if we was in a foster care home, you know, what we eat every day, if we was in a foster care home, you know, would be in a better situation. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like nobody didn't love me, I guess. But, um, they was there with me. My mom, I don't know if she was there. And it was like, this is your, this is what you wish, you know? So it's like a lot of different stuff that I wish for that I wasn't really like. It's like, be careful what you wish for. A lot of those different things, like we're going through all that stuff right now, spiritually. So, The reason why I couldn't think of stuff before a few seconds, I think it's because when you're not protecting, when I'm not protecting my mind with God, you know, and fighting, it's like these satanic things happen. So that's why, and I couldn't really retain much information. That's so my sister. 
she came up to me and she was like, I saw boom. And I came up to him like two or three times. And I came back like two or three times. He was like, I don't know. I feel like people hating on me. He was like, but it was him though. Because he was like, you know, you want pizza and brownies? She was like, he got the money. But he was like, you but boom's going to spend the money on some, some, some. I guess he was going to spend his money on something else. Set up our family. So she got mad. And he's like, you can feel like people was hating on him. And I realized that's how you work. That's how you work, you know, to get us back focused, I guess, or to get us back fighting. How you work is that, like, you start making us feel like people hating on us because that's how I be feeling, like, Throughout the day, like, I've been like, man, it's like people was hating on me. And then it reminded me of that vision. I saw my little brother, and he was like, Pepe, we got to win. He's like, everybody rooting for us. Everybody want us to win. And I was like, no, they don't. Ain't nobody on our side. Nobody care about us. Nobody want us to win. He was like, yes, they is. They all on our side. They want us to win. I was like, no, they don't. But he sounded so sure. And I was like, you know, because he sounds so sure, I just feel like he not lying. He really believed it. Maybe maybe I should consider it. But this whole time, I've been like, nobody really want us to win. Nobody really want us to succeed. Nobody really want us to, you know, really beat this. Nobody care for us, you know. They wouldn't care what happens to us. But then I feel like I, I heard the people, people we grew up with, people we know our whole life kind of rooting for us. And I was like, it's a lie. It's a deception. It's it's a way to make us think that we got people on our side so we can let our guard down. And then these same people just hurt us or they, they sell us out, like, you know. I was walking home from the stairs, like, sell us up the river or down the river, however that saying go. But I had also thought about something else. There was this video I was watching from Penio Eternal. He said, and in this vision, this woman was talking about her dreams was stolen from, or there's a guy, this person was talking about his dreams was stolen from them. And it was taken to this spirit world by the marine spirits ever since he was younger. It's, it's, the dreams were stolen. But um, just start getting their dreams back. And I was like, that's what's happening to me. A lot of this stuff, it'd be, it be so accurate. It'd be happening to me. But after doing the research, what I'm really starting to realize, like, I'm really starting to realize a lot of this stuff is deception, though. Like, I want to accept a lot of this stuff. But when I start to accept this stuff, it's like it just always changed. And a lot of it just started to be proven. Like, it just all makes sense for it to be true. Because it's not constant. It's always changing. So, I don't know, man. I saw LeBron for a second, but I think maybe it was my brother. What I realized, though, 
Then they said something about YB, and then I was like, for a split second, I entertained it, but not really. And they said something about, so this whole time, really my family pretending to be these people? No, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's not true. It can't be true. Because how is it my family entertaining these people? When pretending to be these people, when this stuff happened in different countries, this stuff happened through banks, stuff happened through government agencies, it gotta be somebody who can do stuff like that. I don't know, but. I do know that what's going on right now, it's not how it got to be. It can be changed. I could change it right now. I just want to be able to see stuff like this. Like for a long time, I don't get to see stuff like this. I get kind of happy because it's an indication of where we at. But what it also is is a reminder that I'm not crazy. Like choosing my family and fighting for my family, that's always been the right thing to do. It always been the right thing to do, even though the Lord gave me a word that they they they're not gonna they they don't they won't be able to accept me. He didn't say they never gonna be able to accept me. He said, Do I believe that they would ever accept me? I believe that they would accept me, I think is the exact word. Even though they may not be able to accept me, this has always been the right thing to do, though. Like, in reality, I was always supposed to be fighting for my family. I never was supposed to go no other route, no other way. Like, this is the answer, but at the same time, like, it's impossible for me to fight and things make sense that way. Like, if I keep fighting, when I keep fighting, I'm going to be transformed into the woman that God has destined for me to be. But if they cannot accept that version of me, maybe I'll constantly be pulled out of my progress. And so we might forever be in this position where we can only think for like two or three seconds. We can only see each other every once in a blue moon. We can only, you know, spend time around each other for a little bit of time. Before this, you know, things happen, we like chopped up into pieces, put together by chain links, or ran out, you know, got to run out for fight or do something like that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for a cycle to have to continue like that forever. It doesn't make sense. It feels like there's no way out. It looks like there's no way out. And the only way out is for me to become all that God is, you know, destined for me to be. They will have to accept that. But seeing this in this vision made me realize why wouldn't they want to accept that to get out of this situation? 
But maybe it's not a, it's not a matter of wanting to accept it, but a matter of being able to. So I realized when they try to turn me against my family, it's just another form of their attacks, another form of the torture. You know, that's how they're fighting me, by turning me against them and the people I know, the people I love, but at the same time. It's like the way that I found how to fight, that's the way I decided to learn how to fight. They all found their own different ways how to learn how to fight. I found how to fight using God, and I do what I can to show them that too, everything I learned. And it's, it works for to a certain extent where they're using some of the things. They're using a lot of their different things, possibly, that, you know, we've all learned in the process with God. But not fully. Not really fully submitting to God's full doctrine. And maybe that's what's keeping us from the most progress. That's what I would say. I would say... If we don't submit fully to the doctrine, we're going to forever be in this cycle where we kind of like enslaved mentally, you know, spiritually in these cycles, these messed up cycles. But some don't add up, some don't feel right, something is still like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And I understand. I got to realize my sin. I got to focus on what's wrong, what I did wrong. I got to, it's something with me. I still got to figure out and I got to work that out, of course. But some still don't feel right. And it may not have a lot to do with my family. That's something I was realizing as well, like, it may not really even have nothing to do with my family. This thing that's just not right. It's just not right. Whatever it is, it's like, and it's maybe not even, it's the assignment gotta be, but it's maybe not even a demon, which, you know, it's really like something like that's just hidden. That's just Sneaky is conniving. It's sneaky wicked. It's wrong. And I don't know what it is. I can't always put my finger on it, but Another question I had, where's the rest of my family? Where's my mom? Where's my dad? My cousins, aunts, uncles, grandma. Where's my family? Where's the rest of our family? Why I feel like when I'm fighting so hard, I'm only fighting for immediate family. But in my prayers over there is I pray for everybody. Where everybody. And they like, you know. It's like they got as much information as I got. Little things more about stuff that they care about, but. 
concerning this situation, maybe about as much as information as I got possible. Maybe a little more. Maybe in certain areas. I don't know. But we just all find our way to fight in our own direction. And something that feels something feels like concerning that is that we all gotta we all gotta come together and come into agreement and we gotta decide, you know, on the same things. We got to not just little stuff that's convenient for us, the little stuff that we agree with. We gotta all agree and come together and really agree and do this together. We got to. We got to. That's what it seemed like I was noticing. Like little stuff we can come together on. Those things seem like works. Those things it seems like maybe holding up. But the stuff that we just all divided on. We're going our own way. We want to do things our own way. We got our own way of doing things. Those things is way harder to hold up. And it's almost as if it's going against what we're doing together. I don't know. But, um, just seeing them make me realize, like, the fighting is worth it. This the right direction we're going in. I'm glad I fought for them, even though there's different reasons to feel like. It was different reasons to feel like, you know. Make me want to feel like, I don't know, fighting for them. Not Never to make me question whether fighting for them is the right thing, but it make me want to not. I don't know, it just it just it start making me feel bad, ill ill feelings towards it. But um this feeling this feeling I get that didn't feel right. Dark spirits, dark spirits, wicked agendas. Somebody wanting me to Stop fighting for my destiny. Almost in a way like. If you. If you do this. Or if you do. If you pick this. If you go this direction now. You know. Things don't got to be so hard. Things don't got to be that way. Like seducing me away from the Lord. My family, they wasn't doing that because, like, they got to this point where it's like, we know, you know, we kind of see you're not going, you don't really like us doing that. You don't like us telling you not to choose God, not to do it another way. So they don't really talk about that. Certain things we're not talking about. But it's not that we don't still feel that way. And... I can't blame them because and I blame them I realize I'm just fighting the wrong people and they got me fighting the wrong people when I'm blaming my family but I just want God to bring this into perspective for me I'm tired I don't want you know yeah I do my work I'll do my work it's not the fact that I don't want to do my work it's just you know, it just don't feel right. It don't feel fair. It don't feel like, 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 will we the only family in the world is fighting like this or going through this? Probably not. But, like, what got to happen, you know? 
And also, if I'm being quite honest, it felt like this this mutual feeling of like we don't really want you to be the leader. We don't really want you to lead, you know, in a way. Why should you out of everybody be the leader in a way? I don't know. I ain't going to say that. It's not really that far, but it's like, it's not necessarily a leader, you know. And that's more of how, you know, the direction of things. But it's it's kind of like the way we handle things growing up as a family. It's like we all just family. And and, and we kind of just handle things like like that, but it's not really working. And and I'm feeling like maybe the Lord is breaking us out of a lot of learned behaviors growing up. Like, you know, how we get along. We not really, we getting along, but it's just like we just doing it in our own way. It's not like we actually got a, <clears throat> a system or anything like that we're just getting by and maybe you know the lord is calling us out of these learned behaviors to unlearn a lot of this you know behaviors make us feel like we can do stuff that way we can't really remain the same we can't really stay the way we are and have been we have to change we gotta we gotta be who we were supposed to be we gotta learn we were supposed to learn and we gotta do it in accordance with the Bible, in accordance with the law of the Bible. But train up a child in the way that they should go, and when they're older, they shall not depart from it. So a lot of these behaviors that we have, these systems, these characteristics, if it is a system, these non-system systems, whatever it is, a lot of these different things, they are in accordance with the Bible, whether we know it or not, we just, on an everyday basis, the way we do things, the morals that we have, the w- things we believe, the the way we go, the way we choose, a lot of these things are naturally right from the Bible. But it's a lot of stuff that we're just not doing. And so I don't want to really say that it's because we're not doing a lot of stuff right because I just learned so much in the process. I just learned how. We kind of already was doing a lot of stuff out of the Bible, living in a lot of ways, agreeing with a lot of the things. The Lord, you know, it's kind of like pointing us in a direction of, but then it comes to our selfish human nature where we just naturally gravitate towards things, I guess, that are not, you know, in accordance with the Bible. So it's a reminder, like, maybe I don't really have to try so hard to be who God called me to be. I just am who he's called me to be. But also a reminder that I still have to make the necessary changes he's shown me. You know, I can't, my mind won't let me think of my family how I used to. My mind won't let me see my family the way I used to see them because in a way it's pulling me backwards. It's pulling me backwards into this mindset that that's the way it's supposed to be and it's not. The Lord has already shown me differently. But another thing I feel like I noticed, hmm, these different things concerning these things. 
Is it because it's the wrong thing to do and it get us in a messed up position? Or is it because we, we've all set these little things up this way because it's things that bother us? And in order to keep from bothering each other, in order to keep our, us together, we just abide by these certain like rules we made up together as a whole to respect each other's boundaries. But um, that doesn't work because then it looks like we're worshiping each other. And it feels like somebody had already brought that up. Like I kept saying, I worship God. I love God. I'm choosing God. But a lot of the way that I'm living, a lot of the different rules set up in a way I'm behaving, it's like we're really worshiping our family. We can't worship our family because we need God's help. You know, we need God and he's a jealous God. And maybe that's why things have been so hard and torturous because it's like when I'm supposed to be choosing God, I'm choosing my family. When I'm supposed to be worshiping God, I'm worshiping my family. When I'm supposed to be abiding by God's laws, I'm choosing to abide by these laws and rules we've made up within our family. And that doesn't work. We're people. We change. We constantly change. We'll never be able to live up to our expectations of ourselves. But God's laws and God's expectations, they never change. We can depend on them. They're trustworthy. They're not going anywhere. They're always right. It's the only way out. But it's not that we're not trying to do that. We're just because we want to see each other all win. We're trying to work with each other right now on a temporary basis. You know, these these rules are set in order in order to get each other to where we need to be with God so that we can all make it out together. It's more of a coming together and respecting each other's boundaries so that we can not fight so much. You know, we can focus more on getting out. We can focus on more on a common goal. Instead of fighting each other over these little things all the time because we are getting in each other's way. So it's not that we are really caring about this stuff more, but it starts to seem like we are because God, he is merciful. He's gracious. He's loving. And so he's not going to do things a lot of way that we as humans are going to do. We are harsh. So we'll say, I don't want you to do that. And I don't really appreciate when you do that. And it and it bothers me that you do that. So we'll take things into our own hands and we'll start to reprimand each other in our own ways. And so in an attempt to avoid consequences or being reprimanded by these individuals for these boundaries that they've set, we're paying more attention to that than God. Because we're like, if I don't do this now, something's going to happen now. So I'm going to put God on the back burner for a second to handle this and do this so I can move forward and do whatever else, I guess, so I can survive in a way. Like a survival instinct. But God has been saying this to me for a long time. He got to be first. He got to be number one. He got to be put first. He can't never be on the back burner. So I do I do what I can to fight real hard in my mind to think about how, you know, 
God's consequences, they may not be immediate and they may not be as harsh and they may not be, you know, something that you fear immediately like you may not really fear, but you are expecting immediately in a harsh way like you will with people. But they are worse and they are to be heeded. So I try and remind myself that. So that I'm not slipping back into this mindset that feels like it's okay, you know, to behave in a certain manner. And to put him first, put his laws first, his Bible first. And I actually felt like for a while that um, for a while I felt like For a while, I felt like that, um, they were bad company, bad company corrupts good character. For a while, I felt like they were bad company, they were bad influences on me. Oftentimes, they want to see me as I was, but the Lord is transforming me into who I will be. And if he's saying that they won't accept me, then maybe that's what's the obstacle. Maybe that's the reason why I can't get ahead and I can't get, I can't become who I'm destined to be because they won't accept me. I don't know if that's true, though, because if this what this situation is exposing to me is that Oftentimes when we are attacking each other, we're, you know, coming, we're coming up against each other. That's just like, it's like, um, when we're coming up against each other, that's like, Of course, it's wrong, but it's like, that's what the enemy is doing to, you know, separate us, to keep us separated so that we don't come together. Because maybe coming together is actually the solution to the problem. Coming together, fighting for each other, standing up for each other the way we're supposed to. Not creating other options or, you know, putting our eggs in all these different baskets, like in a way thinking... You know, yeah, I'm fighting for my family, but if I ever find a better situation, I'm out of here. Can't really do that because when we're doing that, that's what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to run us away from each other. He's trying to separate us so we can sacrifice each other in the process of this. You know, that's what it's feeling like. Maybe it's the truth, but at the end of the day, you know... I'm reminded of my future and how they're not there. Maybe they got a lot to do with the fact that they can never see me different. They can never see me be, you know, nothing but what they've all they've been used to, you know, me, like the me that they're used to. Like I found myself in this situation and I felt like I had to revert back to a version of myself that I'm fighting my way out of. I'm not her anymore. That's not me. I'm being transformed. And when I was sitting in their presence, I realized, like, 
it's not that they were the same. And I, I was also looked for that. I was like looking for it. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, are y'all always like this? Are y'all changing too? Do you feel like you had to go back to a version or be somebody that you're not really used to being? Or be somebody that you're not really, that's not really who you are. Do you feel like that's who you got to be around me or around other family members, but that's not really who you are, you know, inside? And I I asked my brother that, and for a second, he was like, I mean, yeah, with you, because you don't really know me like that. You don't really, like, the, the idea you have of me, it's not really, you know me and I don't I don't disagree with them I mean I feel like we didn't really we wasn't really that cool enough that we hung out so much I really knew my brother was like that I know who he is but you know when it come down to it the things he into the type of person that he is the the his behavior who he decides to be that's not really like something I'm so you know educated in because we didn't spend a lot of time together it's a big age gap he was my older brother he did what he did he hung out you know with his friends he you know it's like is he in a whole different era really compared to me but I still know him though I still know him but it's like yeah of course I don't know him like that so that seemed like obvious it didn't really feel like it was a lot there. But, you know, for me, what I was really asking is like, are we struggling to accept each other? Are we really struggling to accept each other? Is this really like a prison we've created for ourselves where we're feeling like, you know, we all got to be who this person is used to, these people are used to seeing us as really we're destined to be, you know, possibly something so much more, something so different that none of our family members, even being right next to us for our entire lives, have ever really truly known or experienced. That's what I'm really asking. And it's like, I don't know if it was a clear answer on that because maybe it wasn't a simple answer. But something else I also noticed was um, somebody was there influencing my brother. They were influencing. I don't know if they were influencing him, but they maybe were taking his side on things. And it's not that I'm, you know, so surprised about it because it feels as if he's created this environment for himself where he gets to do that. He get, People get to take him to his side. And I think maybe that may, you know, originate from years of feeling as if everybody was against him. And like nobody was taking his side. And I can almost kind of sense it a little bit. Like it's like he almost benefits from feeling that way. Like everybody always took your side. Everybody always defended you and everybody was always against me for you so now I got everybody against you for me and that's not changing you know and I can sense that and I know what that originates from that originates because when I was younger there was abuse 
And the entire family knew about it. And so, you know, everybody judged him and blamed him and treated him differently, I assume, because of the abuse and what they knew about. Like, they would call it out, especially my dad's side of the family. And so, you know, maybe this entire time he felt like everybody was against him. But that wasn't really how it was in our household, though. In our household, it's not that everybody was really against him or abusive. And especially not on my mother's side. Not really. You know, a lot of times it was like, it was other things like, you know, my dad. You know, I mean, I guess same thing, but my dad, you know, is not his biological father. And so, you know, the abuse with that, like he was being abused, I believe, with my dad. is what he says. And, you know, I witness whippings. I I witness these things go far. But um, to me, at the age that I was, to me, it looked like, you know, even though sometimes it looked like it was overboard and nobody really wanted it to go as far as it did a lot of times few times to me it felt like you know they were being you know reprimanded for the right reasons like you know one time he got a whooping for skipping school or not you know oftentimes he'd get whoopings for not wearing his school clothes to school or not cleaning up around the house doing chores or um getting into trouble and like it felt like it felt like the complaint it felt like the complaint derived from a place where you know um it felt like the complaint derived from a place where He was saying he don't have the right to put his hands on me for these reasons because he ain't my dad. He ain't my biological dad. And maybe, like, when my dad showed up in a situation, like, you know, if I'm, like, five or six years younger than my brother, then my brother had to be already, like, five or six. And so he already felt like, you know, this stranger, you know, is acting like my father and you know everybody not everybody but a lot of people understand the you know the problems the issues you feel like go along with you know when your parents start dating somebody that's not your actual parent and then they start acting like they're your they're actual parent you know a lot of people understand I even understand that as well with you know my dad and his you know wife his current wife but um making me the enemy about that though you know I know that there's different reasons that they feel like they may be right in the way that they are doing things but you know for me it's not that I created this sort of cushion for myself or this sort of life for myself that's where like um set up where I always win and you always lose. Like, that's my intent. So 
to be treated like I'm the enemy purposefully, purposely. It's like that doesn't make sense. It's like you are punishing me for a situation I couldn't control either. But maybe you feel like it's okay because you were punished for a situation maybe you feel like you couldn't control. But that doesn't ever make it right. You can't right wrongs with more wrongs. Two wrongs to make a right, you know. But, like, it's not even really that. It's more to it. It's more like, you know, they don't, I don't think that the defense that he has, I don't think that the environment that he's surrounding himself with is really supportive of really ever actually caring about his actual, you know, complaints or pleas for help. I don't think that it's really necessarily about that. I don't think that it's really... I don't think that they ever actually intend to actually really help him. I think that what it is, is it's an opportunity for him to try and make himself feel better with certain behaviors and actions that will never satisfy that side of wanting revenge or feeling as if you deserved a certain version of things. You can never change the past and you would never be able to make up for it with all the revenge in the world. Or all the opposite treatment in the world. Even if this were to go like this for the rest of our lives. It wouldn't have satisfied nothing inside of you. It make you feel good enough about what happened. So it's never really. It's not really like. Supportive. It's not supportive of a good you know, outcome. I mean the only option in this situation of course, would be to forgive and move forward and grow and heal from whatever it is. So maybe that's the process of what's happening here. But what I'm seeing is that, you know, to take out on somebody who you feel like was responsible for the behaviors and the different abuse and different things that you had going on, you know, that happened to you, to take that out on them in turn when you have an opportunity is not the way to heal from the things that you've gone through. It never heals you. And it also it also signifies how far you... I think, if I'm being quite honest, I think that a big portion of this is an indication of how it signifies how far you are going in life. How far you actually make it. But I don't want to, you know, really put my finger on that. Because I don't, I've never been a type to believe that... um any past actions can signify your future. But I feel like maybe this may be an indication of that because cause in reality, throughout this process, I wondered if I had noticed that for myself too. Because when given the opportunity to treat others the way that I was treated growing up, I didn't take it. I didn't take the opportunity to get revenge or to do it back to them. Because I realized it wouldn't have changed anything. It wouldn't have helped anything. It would have never satisfied anything. And I possibly would have become just more bitter and resentful by how much it didn't solve, how much it didn't help. And the route that I had taken, you know, not forgiving myself and feeling guilty about not instead deciding to spare them regardless of what I had gone through. And I don't want to put all of this on them. And this is what I've gone through growing up. I would start saying stuff like this and I would start, you know, 
being telling the truth and everybody would be like, you just saying that because you're losing. You just saying that because, you know, you ain't got nothing else to say. You ain't you. You don't feel like you will win with the other argument. So you picking this one. That's what they'd always say. And I used to be like, I mean, I see why you think that. I see why you feel that way. But it's not that I'm not winning with the other other argument. It's that you can't win with the other argument. And I'm choosing this argument not because I want to win or not because I got to win, but because I realize you can't win the other way. There's no winning in that direction. Like if I start here, if I sit here and argue with you and say to you, you know, hey, you know what? You might be right. You might got me right now, but I got you later. That's that's a kind of, you know, that's how you expect the direction of this argument to go. And that's just not the way I'm going. That's not what I'm choosing to do. I don't got you later. I'm not going to get revenge on you. It's not tit for tat. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I'm, I'm not blaming nobody. I'm not blaming God. You know, I'm choosing to opt out now. I'm choosing to, I'm choosing to a different route. Now I'm choosing a different direction right now because I don't want to see the future become another cycle of what's happening right now. I don't want to blame you for the past. I don't want to be blamed for the past. I want us all to forgive and move forward and actually grow from this situation so we can find common ground to stand on. But if I say that, everybody always try to make it seem like I'm just doing whatever or saying whatever to win the argument. That I don't really believe this stuff. I just didn't see an opportunity to win. But maybe... I'm not, I don't know if that's true, but maybe, if I'm not mistaken, you felt like it was a win in that direction. I didn't. I didn't feel like I could win. I didn't feel like anybody could win in that direction. I didn't choose it. And so, you know, that's been a big part of this battle lately. You know, with my brother, it's like, oftentimes in this environment, it seems as if he's finding company. And I think that maybe the reason being is because maybe it's possible that a lot of people in this environment believe the same thing. And I don't know. I want to be honest with myself and say that maybe somewhere down the line, it's possible that I can even gravitate towards that. Maybe I haven't been through enough to understand what they're where they're at. And I I want to leave opportunity for that as well. But what I want to say is that, you know, um. A lot of people in this environment, environment, maybe they agree with these things because they've gravitated down that path as well. And so that's, you know, those are the, this is the direction that they've chosen. These are the things that they feel like is winning or is, the you know, the satisfiable way to go, you know, to a certain extent. Because as I said, you remain unsatisfied and unfulfilled in that direction when you have to see someone else hurt because you are hurting when you had to see someone else lose because you were losing, you know, when the things that have happened to you have to happen to somebody else or the person responsible in order for you to feel finally satisfied with something, revenge, avenging yourself or feeling satisfied by revenge or, you know, the tables being turned. You know, I was told in this situation 
three years ago. Oh, don't you worry about it. In a year's time, the table's going to turn. You're going to be on the opposite side of this, and you are going to be right where they felt that they were. They're going to feel like they are ruling over you or hovering over you, and you are going to be in the opposite position. And it's it's amazing because, you know, a lot of people, they... They call them, you know, they, they they put up prophetic words of God and they say, the tables are turning for you. You are going to be on the opposite side of that. And even in the Bible, it says, you know, the Lord sits at the, the I always get the mess up, but the, the Lord sits at the right hand of God whilst his enemies are made to be his footstools. You know, even with God, it's like the the outcome of a situation like this is for the tables to turn for you, you know, and for you to be on the opposite side of this. But I feel like I'm learning a different message. I feel like I'm getting a different message. I feel like what the Lord is really teaching me is that, you know, you're not supposed to boast or brag or or um, celebrate or or find solace in anyone suffering even if you suffer at the hands of them before you're supposed to forgive and forget and move forward and you're supposed to want to see everybody win no matter what is happening or who's responsible you're not supposed to blame anybody for for these things that they've done I mean We've all made mistakes. You're just supposed to forgive, forget, and work on you and be the best you that you can be. And that consists of forgiving them for whatever they've done. Not needing to see them suffer instead. And instead choosing, you know, to want to see everybody happy. And want to see everything work out for everybody. But, um... I feel we all have influences... You know, different people who are overlooking the situation as if it's some sort of entertainment. And I remember years ago, it was this, there was this saying, this, 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 um, talk about how rich people find their entertainment. And so they get bored with life because they have everything. So they find their entertainment in poor people's lives. Like, you know, kind of like. I've heard about the games where they will kidnap people. They'll put them on this big land that they bought and they'll make them like fight to the death, like hunger games, you know, different things like that. And, um, I thought it was embellished. I thought it was dramatized. I thought it was being dramatic, but, um, it feels like maybe that's what it is that I may be witnessing right now. Like, who is who is capable to influence banks? Who is capable of influencing government agencies? Who is capable of influencing airlines and, you know, just companies big like Apple and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook? Who is big enough to influence different things like this in a certain direction in order for things to go their way when they want to see a show? rich people I don't have money like that before the situation had arose I never was able to you know 
make the bank do what I want the bank to do. Just an everyday customer. And not even one who always got money in the bank. So, before all this, I wasn't able to make a government agency answer to me. I was in line with everybody else and I would have to wait for hours. Before all of this, I wasn't able to influence an airline. I was just, I'll be lucky to even catch a plane. But now, you know, these things are happening and they're being influenced in so many different directions. And I can't help but notice who. Who is capable of doing all of that? And so it starts to feel like maybe those stories about rich people finding entertainment in poor people's lives when they become bored with their own is actually ringing true. Now, call me crazy, but it feels like I'm living that right now, like our own special version of Hunger Games, except for it's more like watch the poor people fight over money and see if they choose love or family or God, you know, love, money, or God, love or, excuse me, God or money, watch the people, watch the poor people fight over God or money. And, you know, it's only interesting if you have at least one person or maybe a couple people who actually want to see love prevail over the people who want to choose money and fame. And let's see who wins. Let's watch them fight and scratch each other's eyes out to the death for our own entertainment purposes. And I will admit, I've caught them a few times saying, the show's on. I'm ready to see a show tonight. I'm ready to see what will happen tonight. You know, I've caught them a few times, you know, being entertained by my life like that. And um, I feel that I've caught it. But um, the fact of the matter is, regardless of any of that, God saw fit to put us in this exact situation and everything happens for a reason. And so when it comes down to whatever it is that they're up to, whether it's wicked whether it is, you know, justified, the Lord knows and sees all he has plans, regardless of what other people's plans are. So I wouldn't believe that anybody would continuously do this unless they were extremely confident with getting away with it. So you see how Satan plays a part. But the fact of the matter is, I trust God. I trust them no matter what, you know, it's a reason why it feels like there are different individuals who are supporting certain directions of this. It's like, just like Hunger Games when you find sponsors. And you know what? In the beginning of this process, I heard someone say, I sponsor you. I'll sponsor you. And I was like, I was like taken aback and I was put off because I was saying, Whoever said I needed you to sponsor me, whoever said I was looking for a sponsor in you, you know, why would you feel like I wanted you to sponsor me? And it's funny because it's like they're playing over this, like the conversation. I've talked about their conversations and how wicked they are and get, you know, when they're talking casually like it's nothing, like over lunch. Yeah, you know, I'm really I'm pretty I'm really probably sure that you know the majority of the family's going to win and they're going to sell their soul to the devil and she's going to lose and she's going to be forced to sell her soul or they're going to kill her you know 
And that's how this will end. Oh, I bet my money that God is going to come through for her. Like she says, she'll beat the whole family and she'll prevail past it all. There's no telling what will happen to them. They'll end up in the gutter. And they're like betting over our lives like this, you know. And I've been feeling it the entire time, but I was saying, no way. No way. Because God said to me five years ago, I said, God, I don't want a million dollars. He said, well, do you need a million dollars for us? I said, I want to change the world. He said, you don't need a million dollars to change the world, and I'll show you. And now, here we are. And it felt like what had been brought up a few times in the conversation was how, you know, um, what had been brought up a few times in conversation was how money don't mean nothing. The position these people are in, they're still being touched because God, he is he has all the money in the world and he's so rich and he don't like that. He don't, he don't like wickedness. He don't like the evil that a lot of these people are, you know, contributing and behaving in, you know, you know, and so he's saying, he's saying when this time. He's bringing judgment to these wicked people who just want to see another show, who are treating real humans, real people's lives like they're just game shows, like the Hunger Games. That stuff is real and really based on real stuff. I've been saying this and knowing this for years. These movies are based on real things. The stuff is not all made up. It's not fantasy like you think it is. This stuff is real. This stuff is really happening in the world. So, maybe the Lord is sending me to tear down the entire operation as a whole. And that would explain the wicked judges that are being brought to repentance with a message on, you know, you know, a message on things, a message about, you know, their wickedness and their judgment. And then the demon witch that's coming down from having control over these millions of people because they possibly sit in these positions as if they are like God. And they play God and they play over our lives like they're games. When we're real people, we're really suffering. So it's beautiful because it has the potential to have such a beautiful ending. And these wicked individuals who are really like puppet masters, but God is the ultimate puppet master. You know, these wicked people who are like puppet masters playing over these smaller people's lives. And now finally they're being pulled down from sitting on high. Because that's never really where they sat. They really are beneath all of us. That's what it seemed like to me. That's what it sounded like to me. But it has to be done. I have to focus and I have to stay focused and remain focused on the fact that it's not about revenge and ultimately winning. But instead about choosing God and waking up and noticing the matrix that we're all in because it's not only just about the rich people it's about you know it's it's a big part of this is about what we as humans the sin we naturally gravitate towards we're so all supposed to be choosing love anyway and maybe by then it would be harder for them to set things up like this to find entertainment and things like this <laughs> 